This weekend, two men, one workout, one winner. Let's play Beat the Trainer. Beat the Trainer is a head-to-head fitness competition between Ernest and you, the Insiders, versus Wayne, the Trainer. Remember, this competition is modified and scaled to create an equal playing field. So who will win? Can Ernest beat the Trainer? Can you beat the Trainer? Find out this weekend. Stay connected on social media for more. Uh, uh. Yeah, boy. <laughs> Them's fighting words. Hey, man. <laughs> Hey man, I, I've been waiting for this. I've waited for this opportunity. <laughs> I've waited for it. Oh man, this should be fun. This should be fun. So not only is this something that you know between me and you, we can get a little mm. interactive with this. So as stated, the insiders are in on this, meaning that once the workout is released, we expect you guys to give it a try. Uh, put forth your best effort. Send us your time. Uh, post yourself doing the workout or after the workout and uh, see see what type of results you get. So uh, this should be fun. It'll uh, be we'll, a good time. It'll be a good time. We'll announce exactly what the workout is a Friday, and then we are going to get to it uh, this Saturday or Sunday. We'll take a look at the weather, but uh, it won't matter. It won't matter what day it is, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yes, rain or shine, baby, be there. Be there or be square. <laughs> Make sure when you post your videos, you tag stronger at Stronger Inside Podcast. There we go. Yeah, so this should be fun. And uh, if you're not following and you're just listening, then just follow. Just push the button. Uh, and this is something that we're going to, depending on the results, keep going, uh, maybe biweekly or something like that. But this will be a good way to keep us going. Uh, there's a phrase I have. Prespire to inspire. So uh, we have we have uh, Ernest. He's chasing his goals, and I have the motivation behind me to not get beat. So <laughs> it, yeah. it's not just by him, but but it's by any listeners out there. So uh, it's me versus Ernest, me versus the insiders, and me versus myself. And Ernest versus the insiders. So we, we'll we'll take a look and see. Uh, where where we'll see who ranks where right definitely definitely and if you're a listener and your friends aren't listeners but you know they are active and they like to get out and work out have them compete too have them try it out also and uh make sure they follow and listen to the podcast as well there we have it so let's get back to the podcast you're now listening to the stronger inside podcast where we break down all things regarding health, fitness, and wellness to help you improve your mind, body, and environment. And now, your host, Wayne, a.k.a. Workout with Wayne, and Ernest, a.k.a. Mr. 100 Pounds Down. Welcome back to Stronger Inside Podcast. This is episode eight. We are moving right along, moving right along. Yeah, man. Yeah, this is episode eight, and we are coming off of... Seven was Frenemies. Oh, Frenemies. Yeah. Uh, all right. Yeah, so we got a brand new one. Ernest, uh, how's everything going on your end? 
Man, we're doing well over here. We are enjoying life as much as we can in quarantine. But yeah. we uh yeah, we're we're attacking this this uh fitness thing. Well things are things are opening up. Uh, Slow, slowly but surely, yep, they are. Yeah, life is slowly getting back to normalcy, but mm-hmm. you know, can't stop, can't stop the hustle, can't stop the grind. Keep, Listen, keep, man. keep going after those goals, and I see that's what you're doing. Yes, sir. Trying to, trying to, trying to, trying to attack mine, motivate others. All know? right. So well, it's a beautiful think, thing. Okay, I think today's episode helps some folks out who are uh, moving in the right direction, or they feel as though they're not. Um, mm. So let's let's get to it. What, what we got today? Men lie, women lie, but numbers don't. Understanding your body weight and the scale. Okay, that's a good topic right there. Uh, the scale has become pretty much an enemy to some folks, mm. and we we need to really take a look at what the scale does. Uh, understanding our own body weight and how our body. Uh, fluctuates if we can be more knowledgeable in there in, in that aspect if we can be more knowledgeable about what's going on we can control our emotions and not have too many highs too many lows uh, that is a big part of understanding your body weight understanding the scale where people have issues with these scales because they don't understand why things are happening. They don't understand what's happening. And then that takes me back to that, that phrase I use, either you're uneducated or you're unwilling. Well, most people, when they're, when they're having issues with the scale and uh, struggling, it's because they're uneducated. So mm. the, the, the role of today, you know, is for us to educate. And then it, there are some people who, again, they, they, they already are educated on this, but there's just some other issues that are affecting them and pretty much prevents them from having a uh, a more positive or neutral even relationship with the scale. So let's get into that. Um, the scale is just a tool. That's all it is, right? Yep. I mean, think of everything else that uh, you use to measure. Yeah, whether it be a uh, tape measure. <laughs> yeah, your height. I mean, yeah. think about that. Your height and your weight. I mean, mm-hmm. nobody uh, hides their height for the most part. Mm-mm. There's some people who may be shorter and they, you know, they don't feel great about their height. There may be some people that are taller and they slunch their shoulders, slouch their shoulders. But for the most part, if, if you ask somebody how tall are you, they have no problem telling you, right? You're right. like, hey, I'm 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 six one, I'm six two, I'm five yeah. eight. A lot of times, uh, people may uh, adjust their heights a little bit. The interesting part is the height you can't control. Mm-hmm. There, there's women who wear heels, or you know, people wear boots or whatever. You know, they. But for the most part, you, you can't you can't control it, and mm-hmm. that's why you're probably more at peace with it. But with the scale, that's something that ha- you have pretty much full control over so a lot of us have used food scales before right the food scale just tells you how much weight is on this scale Mm -hmm. so really the issue is what is weight and when we go when when we put a piece of uh salmon on the food scale it's not an issue and we go all right that's eight ounces that's six ounces 
we don't go, oh, that's a fat piece of salmon. <laughs> <laughs> right? I never, never have done that. Right. So, but for some reason, we get on the scale and we have a lot more going on than a piece of meat cut off another organism. Mm-hmm. We lose sight of that. So let, let's take a look at what we are actually weighing when we get on the scale. And really what, what it is, is a understanding your body composition. Mm. Because there's a, there's a lot going on in the human body. The, the scale is not a measurement of fat. The, the scale is a measurement. There's a combination of things. So before we get into that, Ernest, when you, when you, when you hear scale, what is the first thing that comes to your mind? Uh, a unit of, measure, of measuring uh, my body size, how much I weigh. Mm-hmm. I hear scale, I think of the doctor's office. I hear scale, I think of, now I think of, I think of it more positively because I'm on that trajectory. Okay. How uh, did you uh, used to think of it? How did, what, 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 uh, I didn't, I didn't like it. You didn't like the scale previously? I didn't like the scale. I don't want the scale. So the scale reminded me of where I was at, what I was doing. Okay. Um, every did time. You, did you avoid the scale? I I did. I I avoided the scale probably to my detriment in a few situations because, you know, if you have, let's say, let's say I hurt my finger, right? Let's say I hit my finger with a hammer and my finger's throbbing and I probably need to go to the hospital, go see a doctor, get it checked out. You go to the, you have a hurt finger, you go to the doctor, they're going to say, all right, Mr. Hughes, come back here. Let me get your weight. Why do you need my weight for my finger? My my finger weighs a couple ounces. Fix my finger. I don't need to get on the scale for you to fix my finger. And that's something that used to bother you. I used to bother me because I was like, why? Like because when you get on the scale, it's right there. The number's right there. You see the number. The nurse sees the number. Yeah. And you can't you can't avoid it, right? And so if I don't have a scale in my house, I can avoid it. Yeah. But you know, but if you have to go to the doctor and they make you get on that scale, it's unavoidable. You're going, to, you're going to see that number. You're going to see where you're at. And that's when you have that, that situation where you're educated or unwilling. So now I'm, they're educating me on my weight. They're making, me know, they're making it known exactly what that number is. And I'm just, you know, actively not doing anything about it. Yeah. And so it was one of those things, those mental things in my, in my mind. Okay, and it was that's uh, where mental things happen. Mental things normally happen <laughs> in your mind. That's that in-depth analysis. <laughs> so for uh, so so really, I mean, it was a source of a little bit of uh, maybe anxiety or uh, it, it was it was definitely a a source of you know a little bit of an anxiety uh, or an, you got an emotional response out of you. Right, right, because it's just like ah, it went up. I know what I, I I vaguely I vaguely remember what it was last time. Yeah. And now there's a that second number is a five. It used okay. to be it used to be a, a four. So you know now I'm now I'm understanding that I put on some weight. Okay, okay. Yeah. So that that's how. And there's a lot of people like that probably listening or you know they've been in that place before. So mm-hmm. where it's just something that that is a a nuisance, something that is bothering them. So uh, how how do you feel about the scale now? Like what are what are things that come to mind now when you hear the scale? Progress. When okay. I, 
Yeah, so we weigh in twice a week. So we weigh in on Friday and on Monday. Yeah. And so what that does for, for me is that allows me on my Monday weigh-ins and my Friday weigh-ins, from Monday to Friday, I track kind of my progress from the beginning of the week to the end of the week, the work week. And then on that Friday to Monday time frame, I'm tracking how well I maintain that over the weekend. And yeah. so those, I think those are key dates for me, my Friday mornings and my Monday mornings, because I'm excited to kind of get on the scale because I feel like, you know, I've progressed. Yeah. Because uh, you did the right things. You know, you right, did the right thing. Right. And, and I put forth the effort. Yeah. Right. And so sometimes the scale may not show as much effort as I put into it, but I understand that I worked, I sweat. I got better at things when it comes to lifting weights. Yeah. I got stronger when it come when it came to my cardio activities, my uh, endurance activities. Well, you were consistent. You, yeah, you, I got you, you know that one, the stuff that you've been doing mm -hmm. has got you the results you needed. So it's been working for the past 18 months. It's been working. So mm -hmm. why would that change this week if your weight were to plateau for a little bit? You, right. you, you have the experience. You know, it's almost like a, an athlete that has game time experience says, you know, oh, it's the fourth quarter. We're down five. I, it's okay. We'll be all right. Mm -hmm. And I think that's where you're coming from with that to where you have right. that experience. Um, and yeah. And, and you, you touched on the Monday, Friday thing. Uh, that's a tool that I use. It's not to shame your weekend. It's not to make you... Uh, start the week off disappointed it's to do the opposite and and it's for you to really learn uh am i you know we used that verb before am i weekending because you'll see it and you've, you've seen that you saw you saw that early on mm -hmm. if you were weekending and you were pretty much monday you had a wait friday you've seen a small change then the next Monday, you were right back to where you were the previous Monday. Mm -hmm. It seemed as if the Friday weight was erased. And when we and, and a tactic I'll, I'll, we'll talk about later, I'll go more in depth, but is I don't want you to compare Monday to Friday. I want you to compare Monday to last Monday. Mm -hmm. And that's how you keep a realistic view of uh, weight loss or weight gain or uh, just viewing a trend. You don't want to compare it to that same week or the, especially the day before, which happens a lot of times that we'll get into, but we want to compare that from, from a whole seven days. So when you, when you're comparing, when you're looking at your Friday weight, don't look at Monday, look at last Friday. Right. And that's going to give you a better idea of, of what, what you're really doing. Okay. <laughs> cool. Uh, yeah. So let's get back to, what we are actually weighing uh, when we get on that scale. What, what is our, our body composition? So let's start with this bone mass or skeletal mass. Your bones. This, this is where the, the big boned people come in, right? <laughs> big boned. Oh, <laughs> uh, like I said, I want to see them x-rays. We I'm out gonna... here, man. <laughs> that ribs is thick out here, boy. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll see about that. Uh, so yeah that that your bones weigh everybody's been to a museum they've seen the fossils the dinosaurs cavemen all that stuff your bones weigh so that's weight right there in itself and if you yep. get an in-depth body composition 
scan. There's some other companies out there. I have a body scanner. You've, you've used it once, Ernest, you and your yep. wife, to get a better understanding. Um, and that's, that's a service I offer to my clients so they, can, so they can understand what we're talking about today. You have your skeletal mask. Then we have lean mass, which would be the muscle that is on the skeleton. Mm-hmm. That, that, that has weight. So we're not even talking fat yet. So then let, let's get to body fat that would be uh, on top of that muscle. So we have, we have two types of body fat. We have visceral body fat. Uh, visceral body fat is stored within the abdominal area. And it is uh, around your important organs, you know, your liver, your intestines, uh, all these things that are in that ab- abdominal area. Uh, that is not the type of body fat that you want. If you're accumulating that type of body fat and uh, maybe seeing a certain type of body type to where maybe somebody is like more of like a, like a apple type. Some people are naturally, um, their body fat is spread out more. Mm-hmm. Meaning that you can see that they have more proportion in terms of their arms, their legs, extremities, and things like that to where the body fat is not just all in the abdominal, abdominal area. Mm-hmm. That's a more healthy person. And that is a person who could say, well, I am a little thicker or big boned or whatever, right? But that person can still make those changes and get leaner. Right. But the way, and we talked about this before in another episode, you can't control where your body fat is stored. That is genetic. So uh, for somebody to have less visceral body fat, so take two people, uh, let's take two women that are 30% body fat. If we take a look at somebody who has uh, less visceral body fat, then she's going to be in a healthier place than the person who has uh, you know, skinny arms, skinny legs, and all the body fat just in the in abdominal the area. That's going to be unhealthy, and really you're going to have more, be more at risk for some uh, health concerns. Mm. So understanding that, uh, you know, what is it, the dad bod? Right. <laughs> Where, you know, the guy's got arms that are, have a little bit of muscle, but then that belly is there. And that is where the, the visceral body fat is. So then we have the second type of fat would be subcutaneous body fat. That'll be subcutaneous body fat. And this is just under the skin. This is what's going to be more spread out. This is uh, when somebody says, hey, I want to get my arms toned. Oh, I want, you know, I want my legs to be toned or whatever that is. We have less of that. And that, that's more of a harmless body fat. But mm-hmm. those are the those are the types of body fat that people are concerned with. And so so that is where the weight comes from as well. Then most importantly, what a lot of people forget is water. Think about how much water I'm ask, I'm having you drink and I, I remind my clients to drink. Say at a minimum, it is pop quiz. Minimum half your body weight. In ounces. There in we ounces. go. Correct. Yeah. And that is so your body can stay hydrated. I mean, your body, uh, your, your organs, your muscles, there's, there's water all through your body. Um, up to 60% of your body can be water. So keep that in mind. So that's why we have some of those fluctuations that we'll go into. So you have skeletal mass, your bones. You have muscle mass, your muscles. You have body fat. Then you have the water. And those things can change. So for, for you to just be so stuck on, you know, if somebody's having issues with the scale and all they think about is fat, 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 when they see the, the scale, that is part of the, the, 
the uneducated part of looking at it. So right. that's why just keeping that in mind and understanding that will allow you to not get too high and not get too low emotionally because the water can change. I mean, that is, that is something that can really change day to day, hour to hour. So, uh, let's do this. Um, you, you said there were some reasons why the scale caused you a little bit of, uh, anxiety or cause you, uh, to want to avoid it. Um, with some other reasons, maybe, you know, not necessarily for you, but, uh, I think really the scale is a reminder. Like you said, you said the scale is a reminder and it was a, it's a reminder of I'm not doing the right things. Right. Because I'll, I'll use my perspective. I've never had an issue with the scale. And what I mean is, I really don't look for anybody to have a positive relationship with the scale. <laughs> it's either it's a non-factor and you mm -hmm. don't care. You right. just, you just the same way uh, you get your height measured or the same way you, uh, the same way I will, you know, pick out some shoes. Like you said, your shoe size, I just get on the scale and it, mm -hmm. it is what it is. And I've had fluctuations or, you know, maybe been like, oh, all right, maybe this is not going Whatever, I've had fluctuations in the scale, but what, at the end of the day, because of the way I've always viewed myself, my body, and the understanding that I do have of it, it's never been something that caused the emotional uh, response, and it's never been something that I've avoided long-term or anything like that. So really, um, even for myself, though, the scale does remind me that either I'm doing the right things or I'm doing the wrong things. Right. For the yeah. most part for the most part, uh, because we, we associate the scale with all these other things. And we're going to talk about some other ways of tracking your success, not just using the scale, but yeah, it is it, pretty much your, your reminder, <laughs> you get on the scale. And rather than it saying this, this weight X amount of pounds, it's saying you haven't been consistent. You're not living up to your commitments. You're not, uh, making the lifestyle change you know you should be making is saying you are indulging and and maybe binging on things and uh, making poor health decisions, poor food choices. That's what the scale is really telling you when you have an issue with it. It's not a number. Uh, did you ever feel like you were caught up? Did you ever feel like the number mattered? Yes. Okay. Yes. The number mattered because when it was too high, I was told to, I need to lose weight. So then it was, and it was never a, it was very rarely, especially early on where I was given direction on how to, to do it. It was, this number is too high. This is the chart. This is, this is, these are what the numbers are supposed to be. Yeah. And so it was like, okay, well, if this is the number, three XXX, whatever. And I have to get down to 178 or 180. That's, that seems impossible to me. Yeah. So it was, it was one of those things where it was like, this, this is the number and this is what it needs to be. Um, let me ask you this. If you were to be whatever, the, whatever the healthy weight was, the chart was telling you right at the doctor and it was 180, 190, whatever. Right and you had the exact same body, 
would you feel the same way or would you or would the number matter i don't think the number would matter i don't understand the question so if i had the exact same body as, as far as like the body fat percentage of no, you that had, once you had the your your basically you oh, were if my, if my body was the number on the scale on the chart no no so if <laughs> this is what i'm asking all right if you had the exact same if you have your at the time you had your body that was pushing 400 right yeah and you stepped on the scale and the scale said 190 pounds mm -hmm. would you have been okay with it and your doctor gave you a high five and said okay you weigh 190 would would the number have mattered? I, it would have been a po I would have had a positive response to the number. Why? Think about all the things that you talked about that, in terms of your, the, what the weight was doing to you. Why would the why would the number on the scale make you feel happier when you still had to fit in the Mini Cooper? When you still had to buy extra T-shirts? All those things are still occurring. But the scale, you just happen to be, let's just say maybe you're uh, less dense, right? Uh, so you're, you're, you're like, uh, what was that? What's that gotcha. cartoon? Kirby, <laughs> right? You're, you're, gotcha. So you're, you're just as visually there. You're, you're wearing the same clothes. You have the same performance level. It's just the scale says 190. Mm. That, would, that would make you feel better? Okay. I didn't understand your question. That's why I okay. asked you. Okay. So okay. boom. Okay. So I'm in the same body, but for whatever reason, this body, the size of the body is only weighs 190 yeah, that, that's literally what i just said but yeah <laughs> <laughs> rewind the tape <laughs> so okay so so the answer to that question would be i would be no no it wouldn't have, it, it wouldn't have made my life any better no uh especially like the story i, I told uh a previous episode about getting in that mini cooper and squeezing in there so i i understand I can under I can understand how you know that number kind of plays a trick can play a, can play tricks on you mentally. Yeah. But in the moment, if I in the moment if I got on the scale and the scales told me that I and the authority figure in the room said that that the number on the scale is where your body is supposed to be. Mentally, I can think, okay, well, I'm I'm doing something right. I'm doing something right. But physically. I would I would know that there's probably still there's definitely still room for change. Well, that's that's interesting because I think I think that means that we can be swayed and our focus is not on for the majority of people. The focus is not on health. The focus is not on feeling better. The focus is not on uh, being honest with ourselves because a number a number should not control you emotionally a number should not uh validate you mm. right that, that that's the word i'm really looking for validation through a number uh the, that there's no number that can validate your hard work there's no number that can validate you in terms of uh your health there's no number that can say that okay you're you're a good person or you're um a trend can or you being in a certain zone yeah but for you to say that this number, uh, somebody can trick me and say, I have this low number and now I'm, I'm feeling better about myself. Right. Uh, that's, that's scary because it's like, you didn't, you didn't earn it. You know, that's, we, we talk about that a lot. You know, that 
the day before you drank a gallon of sweet tea and went to McDonald's. <laughs> so why? So 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 what? The scale says one ninety. Right. You don't feel good, right? So that, I just like to use those type of hypothetical things to where we we need to focus on what's important. And for me, like I said, uh, to go back having relationships with the scale. Either you have a negative relationship with the scale, is which we want to approve upon with this episode, or you have no relationship with the scale, which means that you just you just hop on there, you see what you see, and you can keep it moving. It doesn't matter. Um, it's just another data point. Right. So, uh, and and that's where I am, and I've pretty much been that way. And what it does is I'm 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 keeping my habits in mind as well, just like you. And from the people, from the clients that I see that have the most success with the scale are the ones who it doesn't bother them. And that doesn't mean that they were born that way. It doesn't mean that they didn't do work on themselves. They didn't educate themselves. They didn't uh, just, sometimes it just takes courage to just say, I'm going to weigh myself this much or uh, finding a good mix. Maybe I'm not going to weigh myself as much. Mm -hmm. Um, But the clients who have the most long-term success when it comes to uh, weight loss, are the people who they just do it. They don't avoid it. They don't obsess over it. Um, you'll be surprised. I wish I had a montage of uh, clips of just prior to people getting on the scale. And, and you know, it's, it's not in public. Uh, I use a, there's an office at my gym, uh, whether it be a consultation, whether it be a check-in for a client. And it's like, all right, let's get on the scale. And then there's this, 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 uh, <laughs> yeah there's this big sigh or there's the this type of excuse that comes out and it's like it's not for me because why why would you have to tell me that you know you feel bloated today or you know this isn't a quote-unquote good week or whatever the statement may be mm-hmm. i'm not judging you right i think but you're just saying that out loud to yourself i want I, there it's that it's that B rabbit mentality where I'm going to say it before you have a chance to say it, right? That's I exactly do live what... in a trailer. <laughs> that's, that's, French cheddar Bob did shoot himself in the leg. That's exactly what it is. It's <laughs> that eight mile reference. Eight mile reference. Yeah, you... <laughs> I I wanna I wanna get it all get it out before you can even think about it. So yeah. before I get on the scale and you see that my weight is up two pounds since the last time we we. Uh, we trained yeah. or my my weight is the same well let me tell you let me tell you why before i step on the scale yeah. and and cuz i know what it is cuz i cuz since we've been working out i got the scale at home so i got on the scale before i came here yeah and my whole drive here i was thinking of things i can tell you as yeah. to why my weight is going to is the same yeah and and the best thing you can do is just do it you know say i i haven't been consistent i mean it Really, even even that, I honestly just don't say anything. <laughs> Seriously, because yeah. now you've made it an issue. You've given it power. Yeah, you have to explain and you have to do all these different things. It's like why just get on a scale? It's a number. You, we all know the, uh, the old song with Aaliyah and R. Kelly. It was AJ, nothing but a number. Uh-huh. It's probably not the best time to be making a a Robert Kelly reference, but wait. Is nothing but a number. Right. That's all it is, is a number. Now, your habits and what you're doing and your body composition, 
that's more than a number. Mm-hmm. So we're, we're, we're going to get further into that, but just the, the weight is weight ain't nothing but a number. Right. So uh, still ain't the, nothing but a thing. <laughs> <laughs> so, so really, uh, <laughs> um, oh man. I'm about to make a, a BMI over 18 joke, but uh, <laughs> 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 won't do that. Can't get canceled. Oh, All right. Man. Let's go. Well, it's 18.5. So, you know, <laughs> made it. Made right. it. <laughs> so, uh, for you to, to conquer that mentality and understand that, you know, the num the number, that's all it is. And there's more to it. Uh, there is the body composition that we talked about. So really with, with all those, those, uh, and we've talked about this before, the, the verbal verbalizing things and saying, uh, just giving things power and having negative self-talk that doesn't help. It doesn't help you in the moment. And that's what can bring you down. And when somebody's in front of me saying these things, again, that is their inner voice. They're, they're giving me a peek into what's going on upstairs in between their ears because that's stuff that they're saying to themselves that they're actually saying out, out loud to me. Right. They, the clients who have the most success, they'll be re- they are ready to face the scale. They are ready to face themselves and uh, be honest. And it doesn't have a huge, they don't have a huge emotional response, meaning that uh, somebody can say, oh yeah, well, I am bloated today, but I had a good week. Or, oh, I just got back from vacation. Let's see what I got. All right, time to get back to work. That's a big difference than, uh, you know, dragging your feet and putting your slouching your shoulders. And uh, when, the, when the number comes up, you know, either there's an excuse or a, a long silence. Like, you, you shouldn't look like Eeyore when you're getting <laughs> off the scale. You should look like Tigger. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It, it, it's, it's that, that, that's really what it should be. <laughs> so you shouldn't be looking like Eeyore, feel like Tigger, but y'all here looking like Pudo. <laughs> looking yeah. like Winnie. Yeah. yeah, if you're looking like Winnie, <laughs> Winnie had a lot of visceral fat. Yeah, I think that was that was built up from I guess uh eating all that honey all day. Yeah. Uh so yeah. Where that disappointment may come from, that Eeyore mentality, that Eeyore look, one of two one of two things. You are feeling that you have just faced your poor decisions. And now this is confirmed that you weren't doing the right things. Or second, you don't, you're uneducated, meaning you don't know what weight loss looks like. So let's get into that. Weight loss should look like, I always use this example, a bad investment, a bad stock. They fluctuate. You've never seen a straight linear. I mean, if you see a straight linear going down, <laughs> you better sell, 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 right? <laughs> That's something's going down, right. uh, literally. So, but we're but for the most part, there is a trend. Drops slightly goes up, drops slightly goes up, drops slightly goes up, right? And you can look at your chart on the app, right? The workout mm-hmm. with Wayne app, and you can see that. That's what your that's what your weight looks like. Absolutely. So that is you have to have an understanding that that is what your weight's going to look like. You are not going to lose exactly half a pound a day or 0.2 a day. This is not going to happen because of the things that we just discussed in terms of your body composition, especially water. Um, we'll talk about how water is manipulated, but so just get that through your head right there. 
realistic weight loss will fluctuate. You need to evaluate the trends, evaluate the trends. And that's why I said uh, earlier, Ernest, with you comparing Monday to Monday, mm-hmm. not Monday to Wednesday, and then Thursday you're upset, and then Friday you're at happy hour and you're like, F it, <laughs> you know, or, or forget it. You're yep. saying forget it because this is a waste. I did everything I was supposed to do Monday through Wednesday. <laughs> Yo, I, that- gave, I gave this thing not, 48 plus, I gave this thing 72 hours. Mm-hmm. Why am I not ripped? It's a waste. It's, it's, <laughs> it's a waste of time. But that's real. People, that's what people really are thinking that, man. That they're saying I ate clean for four days straight. I drank my water. I worked out. I sweat. I haven't sweat like that in two years. And I got on the scale and it says the same thing. Yeah. I don't know what's going on. Forget it. Let's order pizza tonight. Let's go out. Let's do this. And then yeah. throw it all away. Not knowing yeah. that two more days you'll you'll break through and you might see something, but you got you gotta keep it's it's a consistent yeah. thing you have to do in order for your body to really see for your body really to change. Because if you take something away from your body for a short period of time and then reintroduce it right right back, your body's gonna be, oh whew, okay, well whew, we're good. I I, I well, thought you I thought you stopped eating that cheese. I think thanks for bringing it back to me. Yeah, and, and it's not and we'll explain. I'll I'll go and explain the actual reasons why mm-hmm. uh that, that does happen. Um, but yeah, you're right. You're right from that, from that, and that you know, you have experience in that and you can share that because you have to be patient. You have to be patient and you cannot compare day to you cannot compare day to day weight. I'm going to say it again. You cannot compare day-to-day weight. One more time. You cannot compare day-to-day weight. People in the back, you cannot compare day-to-day weight. I hear you. So it's that simple. And if you can accept that, then you can put yourself in position to be more consistent and to taper expectations. Realistic weight loss is one pound to two pounds per week. If you are on the heavier end and you, uh, you know, I know you've seen some bigger jumps when you first started, Ernest, and, mm-hmm. you know, there's reasons for that. But from, a, from just a average consistency standpoint, you should not be looking to try to lose five pounds per week. And usually it's that first week where you change those habits and, and you see that kind of big jump. I, I call it a big whoosh uh, to where it's just like you, you see that drop. And that is not something that is going to be consistent. Uh, if you if you're comparing yourself to some of these weight loss shows, Biggest Loser, and that that's not that that's not typical. You should not be trying to lose three pounds a week, four pounds a week, trying to lose a pound a day, uh, getting upset when your your weight plateaus. Patience, and don't compare your weight day to day. Now this is important. You have to track. If you are tracking your weight, that's why I don't have you weighing yourself every day, and that's why. Uh, you are doing that Monday through uh, Monday and Friday thing, Ernest. So go back. If you weigh yourself on Wednesdays, weigh, weigh yourself. Compare that weight to last Wednesday and then the Wednesday before that. And that would allow you to see a trend to see if you are doing the right things. Because mm-hmm. a lot of people say, well, I'm bloated, blah, blah, blah. Well, you weigh the same you wore you weighed three weeks ago. This has nothing to do with bloat. You're just not doing what you're supposed to do. Right. 
a, a common mistake that can throw you off is not weighing yourself at the same time. You should weigh yourself first thing in the morning. Wake up, get yourself together. Uh, you shouldn't be changing your clothing and one day have sweatpants on and the next day, just if you, comfort of your own home and your underwear or whatever, just weigh yourself first thing in the morning. Your body has done a reset. If you've got, what you will notice is when you do this, that quality sleep will allow for you to burn more fat and uh, you, you will see a bigger change in your weight, the better you, you, your sleep is. That's something, that's something I, that I've definitely noticed. You've noticed that? Yeah, I've definitely noticed that. Especially if I worked out, had a good workout that day or evening or something like that. I go to sleep. Now during the stay-at-home orders and these quarantines and things like that, there's definitely more time to sleep. There's not yeah. a such an urgency to wake up in the morning and get ready for work. You know, two hours before you got to be there, so yeah. you can wake up thirty minutes before you got to turn your laptop on. <laughs> yep. And so uh, the ability to get more sleep, you wake up. You, I can kind of feel because I carry most of my weight in my stomach. My my abdominal area, that visceral body fat, yeah, right. And so I can wake up in the morning. I can feel my feel side. lighter. Yeah, I feel lighter. I feel my my sides are kind of kind of coming in and kind kind of coming together, you know. So in the morning and in, in the evening before I go to bed, I can feel you know because you probably just ate not too long ago, and so you're feeling a little a little heavier, and you can kind of see a difference if you look at it. Yeah. So when you wake up in the morning your body resets as you were saying and so everything kind of comes together uh and it's a little bit tighter and so you feel you kind of wake up in the morning you feel you feel good you feel good about yourself you feel yeah. good about how you look how you feel good and, so and that's that, why weighing myself in the morning is definitely uh the key i, I try to do because I, I, I learned learning from my own mistakes weigh myself in the morning on you know on monday and then the following monday i would might have forgotten so I just say, oh, let me hop on the scale at night and be like, ooh, not feeling, yeah. not feeling this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah <I don't>... consistency, <laughs> consistency. Right. You have to be consistent with it. And so, so when you, when your your body has hit that reset in that morning, that's when you want to get up. Uh, that's when you want to weigh yourself. You should have less food in your system. Uh, your body is a little bit uh, dehydrated because you've been asleep for six to eight hours. So. Your body is slightly dehydrated. Uh, you should you should be able to. Uh, I mean, you wake up. If you want to go urinate, if you gotta do a number two, go ahead. Um, but I wouldn't wait to do those things to weigh yourself. And I've seen that as well, to where somebody's mm. so worried that they're trying to manipulate the scale. Yeah, like every single day, they're because tr- they don't want to have that that small fluctuation. They 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 want that linear. They want that linear success so much that they have to be 0.1 less than yesterday. I need to be 0.1 less than yesterday every single day for six months. It doesn't work that way. So uh, you just get on a scale in the morning, weigh yourself, and it's over. And if you do that, whether it be every morning, twice a week, and you do the right things, you will, you will eventually get to where you want to get to in the morning you don't have, you haven't, you haven't added anything to your system. So uh, if you're weighing yourself in the afternoon, your water's being manipulated, whether you've drank more water, whether you've introduced sodium, uh, whether you have food in your stomach that's just sitting and that's going to throw you off. So really just get it done in the morning. 
So let's talk about why somebody's weight would fluctuate. So let's say you're doing all the right things. You're weighing yourself in the morning. You are uh, eating clean. You are working out. Because what happens is when somebody goes from a, a less, less healthy lifestyle to a healthy lifestyle, they do believe that they should have linear, a linear drop. It should just be every single day. So even with myself, when I've done these things, it's not going to happen. So these are some of the reasons why. And you try to, you kind of touched on this earlier about, about the food. So I'm, I'm going to go a little bit more in depth with this, right? All right. So we, we've talked about how carbs have been villainized, right? And there's, there's, there's a keto and there's Atkins diet where a lot of people have had success. Uh, there's just, I'm going to cut out carbs. They, they say these things, right? So what happens when, when you do that, your body has glycogen storage, right? So, so your body, your body stores glycogen for energy, for energy purposes. So I don't want to get too, too off topic. What happens is, so let's say you haven't ate that day. Where's your body getting energy to move from? It's from a storage of glycogen, right? Mm -hmm. So when you have, when you eat more carbs, you have more glycogen, and you can have three to four grams of water that can bond to each gram of glycogen. So that's why somebody who is eating high amount of carbs, they can have more water in their body, which would lead to more weight, right? So if you start an Atkins diet or you start keto or something like that and you cut out carbs, now your body is, has less glycogen, which is going to, uh, you're going to have potential to have less water in your body. And that's why you see that big uh, whoosh that first week, because now it's not, it's not fat. You didn't lose five. And that's where people say, oh, I know it's water weight. It's just water weight. But that's where it comes from. So when somebody has a hiccup in their diet or they, they, they reintroduce things after having short-term success, they will think in their head, I've gained all my weight back. I've gained all my fat back. And that's where that yo-yo comes from. But really what happens is they've, they've started eating more carbohydrates again, and now they have more water in their body because it's attached to the glycogen. Mm. So really just understanding that that's part of that. Um, and that's not to say that carbs are bad again, because if you're weighing yourself from last Wednesday and comparing it to this Wednesday, then you're going to see a trend going down. So uh, just understand that glycogen is going to help manipulate the water as well. Another one that most people are familiar with, another one that most people are familiar with is sodium. So, and I've, I've had this happen to where I'm eating pretty clean and then I want to do a stir fry or something. And I use, and I use low sodium soy sauce, but hey, maybe I went a little bit higher. Maybe some other things I had in the day may have had some sodium as well. Uh, on the, the average American consumes, excuse me, the average American consumes 3,400 milligrams of sodium a day, which, and, and that is double what's recommended. So when you may, maybe have been on the low end of that and hitting your, hitting the actual recommended uh, dosage, then you go high, there you go. You're going to, your body is going to uh, hold more water once again, and then you're going to have water retention. Right. So Really, it's your kidney's job to push out uh, the sodium. So if it takes, it takes a while for that to happen. So 
until that happens, your, your weight could fluctuate to where it could be sodium. It could be uh, water storage in terms of uh, with the glycogen because of you, you eating uh, more carbohydrates or reintroducing more carbohydrates. Uh, so these are reasons why your, your weight can fluctuate even if you're doing some of the right things. Does that make sense? Definitely, definitely. And you, and you can see, uh, one, of the, one of the places you can see water manipulation the most is combat sports. When, when people fight, they have to be close to that same weight, right? Yeah. If, whatever you be, what, uh, those boxing names always crack me up. Uh, super feather, lightweight, <laughs> you know, two 127 pound guys about to go fight, but you know, there's super feather, lightweight guys. Uh, but anyway, they have to be within that weight. And what happens is when two opponents are matched up, they, they don't always have the same body type. So one guy might be more muscular than the other. And another guy might be closer to 127 naturally, and the other guy might not be. So the bigger person will find a way to maintain as much muscle because this is a performance-based sport. All sports are performance-based. Mm-hmm. Not about how he looks. He's going to maintain as much muscle as possible while getting to 127 pounds or whatever they, they need to get to and dehydrate himself and manipulate the water so that the weight in, they're both the same. But then you've seen this before when people go to the actual fight night, because the weigh in is usually a, a night before, right? Or mm-hmm. the day before. Yep. When they actually go fight, one or both of the uh, fighters, eight pounds heavier, nine pounds heavier, 12 pounds heavier. Right. So if they can manipulate their water like that in one day, why are you upset about your scale being 0.5 off the day before? (laughs) If the human body can do that, just keep that in mind. If that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, if anybody's done wrestling in high school and you see those guys running with trash bags and all that stuff, it's because they had to manipulate water weight to where they could be quote unquote the same weight. But usually if you took a uh, body composition of all the competitors in that same weight class, you would see more people. uh, Somebody might have more muscle than the other. One might have more fat than the other, but they just happen to weigh the same Mm. on the scale. And if you're in a performance, if, if performance is ideal, or if you're judging success by performance, the more the more muscle is going to be beneficial right correct and that's why we've used uh, examples in the past of looking at your body fat percentage and saying i weigh you know 215 i weigh 220 and somebody else weighs 215 220 and we look completely different right so when i get on the scale my 215 doesn't bother me (laughs) somebody else gets on the scale their 215 bothers them it has nothing to do with the number it has to do about how you feel about yourself, the habits you've done, and then really taking a look at yourself. So uh, understanding that water is a, a huge part of your weight. And if the boxers and the MMA guys and the kickboxers and all these people are manipulating their water within, you know, close to double digits at times within 24 hours, then you, you should be okay with yourself with a half pound fluctuation, a pound fluctuation, uh, 
from a day-to-day standpoint. That is something that you just have to deal with because you're alive. You're, you're, you are a living, breathing organism and you're always changing. When I'm talking about the number, usually men don't have a, a huge issue with the number, right? For the most part. I know you did, you know, you were on the higher end, but mm-hmm. even then you said, it, you said it didn't really bother you that much, you know? Right. I just didn't want, I just didn't want to do it. I'm going like, to put this PSA out there. Mm-hmm. Ladies, men don't care about the number on the scale. You don't. No, you don't. <laughs> it, it doesn't matter because let's take somebody who men and women would say, oh, that woman has a very healthy, fit body, right? Let's take somebody who's maybe had a lot of upkeep and really done well. Let's take somebody like Angela Bassett, right? Okay, yeah. She is somebody who has aged gracefully. She's taking care of her body. If she's had a surgery or two, I don't know. I can't tell. But at the end of the day, she, I don't know her personally, but guess what? I can tell she probably does strength training. I can tell she probably has a clean diet. Fair to say, right? Yep, I would say so. If she got on a scale and it said, 220 pounds, would it matter? <laughs> it wouldn't matter. You right. know, if, if it said 300 pounds, it wouldn't matter. Her clothes would fit the same. <laughs> we would just be like, man, she's very dense. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe she has a comic book or Marvel people out there. You know, uh, Wolverine has the adamantium bones. Right. <laughs> I mean, if you got adamantium bones and you're, and you're heavy, now that, that, then yeah, maybe you could weigh 300 pounds and look that way, right? And this is kind of right. the inverse of what I asked you earlier. She wouldn't care. So as a man who looks at a woman is not worried about uh, the number on the scale. You look healthy. Um, Clothes fit well, all these other things, right? That people will give compliments on, right? Right. Ladies, if you're not doing the right things and your number on the scale was your ideal number, right? Whatever the ideal number is, but you still were in an unhealthy look, right? Kind of like we said, you're just less dense, maybe. <laughs> Would you care? Would you would you would you carry would you carry a picture around of your scale and, and show people? <laughs> Be like, I don't care what you say, because I weigh this much. <laughs> <laughs> so who cares what my dress size is? Who cares if you know what my appearance is and all these other things? I weigh this much. It would it, it wouldn't matter, right? So mm-hmm. really what I'm saying is uh for men and women, and more so because I just see this with women to where they think that men care about the number. The number doesn't matter when you're doing the right things. There's no cutoff number as, you know, where somebody goes, oh my God, you weigh that much? Because if somebody says, oh my God, you weigh that much, then maybe they just don't have an understanding of how much, what, what weight looks like. Right. That makes sense? Because mm-hmm. if, you, if you are 300 pounds, you look like you weigh 300 pounds probably, right? More than likely. So somebody's like- not going to be surprised <laughs> when they see the number, right? So that's just a little tidbit I just want to put in there because it's, it's, you're making it a thing when you hide it or when you're trying to avoid it. And uh, I'm not saying walk around with a T-shirt with your weight on it, but you should not give it power and you shouldn't want to hide it and you shouldn't want to uh, make it an issue 
because whatever you weigh, you probably look like you weigh that for the most part. Mm-hmm. Now, if you're on the fit side and you've developed muscle and all these, all these other things, you're probably going to weigh more than what people think. And that, and if that's the case, who cares? Because you have, you've probably built up enough self-esteem. You've built up enough, uh, confidence and just, you just don't care. And you'll see that with, uh, athletes and I've had friends and they try to guess how much I weigh and stuff like that. And because I'm a lean person, somebody might be like, Oh, you weigh 195, you weigh one, you know, something like that. That's like, no, actually I'm, you know, above, you know, depending on what's where I'm at, I'm above 210, I'm 215, I'm 220. And it's like, oh, because in your head, you associate that number with body fat. Mm-hmm. And it just happens to look in a different package. So, hey, if, if you're on the fitter side, don't worry about your, the number on your scale, on number on your scale. And usually those people don't. I said, those are the clients that have had the long-term success. They, they're not worried about it. They check in and we keep it moving. So, yep, and that's where that's where I'm getting to. I'm getting to the point where the scale days are just another thing I, I got to check off the list. It's not, yeah. a, it's not, yep. it's no longer an issue. Uh, I appreciate the 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 knowledge that I gain that I glean from it when I step on the scale. I understand if it doesn't change. I understand what the I knowledge did. Knowledge that you what gleaned that I gain from it. Gleaned is that, is that that was used correctly? That's, a, that's a, I, yeah. knowledge that you gleaned. Yeah. Oh, okay. Gleaned. gleaned? I'm gonna look uh, that up. Go ahead. Google it, baby. So I I understand. extract from various sources. Boom. Okay. I'm out All here right. v, VCU educated. All right. All right. All right. Yeah, don't get it twisted. So um, okay. I, under, I understand that. <laughs> so when I when I look at the scale, I can say. Okay, I know what I did last week was off the beaten path. I know, you know, my birth—it was my birthday, or we celebrated this, or we did that, and so yeah. I indulged a little bit more than I would normally have. But boom, let's get back to it. Let's get back to it this week. Or oh, I know I—I I know I ate good last week. I know I ate clean. I know I did my, my workouts. I know I pushed myself. And look at the scale—I'm down 0.5. We rocked it. We good. Yeah. So e- either way, I I know what I put into what I put into my body and what I put into my workouts. And so stepping on the scale rarely surprises me with with the number, whether it's up or down. Yeah. I'm, ra- I'm rarely surprised. Well, guess what? Most people are rarely surprised. <laughs> <laughs> they just make it. Uh, uh, they, they, they start acting. Right. Yeah. The Academy Award goes to <laughs> drum roll. Like, uh, like come that's, on. That's you, know, funny. You, you know, you know what you've been doing. You, right. You're not surprised. And, and there's a phrase I want to, I want to see when, when I, when I set a goal for some people, mm-hmm. uh, or they set a goal for themselves and, and, we're, and I'm here just to hold them accountable. A lot of people use the word hope or we'll see. Mm-hmm. And I'll correct them and say, no, you, if you do the right things, you'll get there. There's no hope. You don't, you don't just randomly get to a goal weight. It's, it's not because now you're taking it out of your control, right? Right. Oh, I, I hope I get there. Okay. You, you do, you ever, do, do you ever do that when you're driving? <laughs> Hey, uh, here's the address. I'll see you at five. I hope I get there. <laughs> what? 
What <laughs> do you not have control of your car? All right. You have a, a Tesla? <laughs> like what's going on? Like you're <laughs> you got the you got the coordinate, you got the address, right. you have maps, uh Google Maps or whatever, you're gonna get there. Nobody hope, ever says that. I hope I hope I get there. I hope I get there. What? Sounds like you're not in control of your vehicle. Right. Your, your body is your vehicle. So if you your goal is to get to whatever that goal weight is, there should oh, be no man. hope. It's gonna be, I'm gonna get there. It might be a little traffic, <laughs> but you'll get there, right? I know I never thought of that. That's funny. That's <laughs> you, that's you might run into a little traffic, which is out of your control. You might have to hit a a, a back road or you might have to sit at a red light, but you're gonna get there because that means you trust the uh Process? Well, not the process. You you trust the directions. Directions, the instructions. You, yeah, you, you trust the directions. You don't mm. feel like the streets are going to shift on you. Mm. You know if I drive down this street, take it right here, take a left there, I'm going to be there. And that is what a, a trainer is here for, a program is there for. Uh, you, with your own experience in the past, Ernest, you can say that I know that the streets aren't going to change on me, and I'm going to get there. Right. So really, uh, look at it that way. You, you, you just don't hope. <laughs> mm. Five pounds down. I hope I get there. What? All right. Yeah, that's crazy. So uh, if you have other ways of measuring your success, then the scale just becomes one of those things. And it's not as important. So uh, pictures. Take pictures of yourself. Uh, what happens is when people don't like the way they look, they take less pictures. Maybe they start only taking pictures from the neck up. They don't want to be in pictures. They want to get cropped out. All these different things start to happen uh, because they don't like what they see. But take a progress picture for yourself. You don't have to post it. on. It doesn't have to be a profile pic on Facebook. Right. Take it for yourself. And then as you progress and as you stay accountable, hold it up, compare it, and you should start to see differences, small differences. Uh, within my app, there's a front-facing picture, a side picture, and a back picture because we do hold body fat in different places. Uh, maybe it's not going to start dropping from your belly as fast as you want, but you'll see your legs starting to look more toned. Uh, maybe you start reducing body fat in your arms and then your back, but all these different places in your neck before the places that maybe you you want immediately but when you start to see that success and the, those changes again you're not looking at the scale you're going okay that's just another they say it plateaued this week but my my back looks different now you have another reason to continue doing what you're what you're doing right and absolutely yeah and I, uh, that that's I feel like you were talking to me when you started this this segment because <laughs> I was I was a guy who wasn't really trying to take pictures. I was like, I I see what it is. Nobody else needs to see what it is. Yeah. Like that, right? But but taking pictures really does help you understand that even though your weight is coming off slowly from a scale perspective, but from your from the from a visual perspective there's a lot of change going on. Yeah. Your clothes are fitting you differently. Like you said, um, you might not see it 
in your stomach as much as you see it in your arms or your legs. And that's kind of where I'm at right now where my arms are getting a lot more toned and muscular and my legs are. Yeah, I see them uh, delts, man. I see them hey, delts popping in that push-up pick. Hey, we <laughs> out here, boy. <laughs> but but the my, but my stomach has greatly reduced. Uh, it's a funny story. So when I when I took the my last set of uh, a progress pictures, I posted them because I was shocked. I was shocked at the change and I wanted to kind of share that with, you know, with my friends and family. Yeah. And so my niece actually saw it and was like, I didn't know my uncle's back was like that. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like it was crazy, but it was, but it was just one of those things where she's, it was one of those things where they are proud of my willingness to kind of lean into this fitness thing and be healthier for, mm-hmm. for, for myself and for them, you know, cause being, I'm the only boy, it's my mom, my, my, uh, locally, it's my mom, my two sisters, my niece, my wife, and my son. And so I I am, I am the man for them. So if something happens to me, you know, they're, they're affected. And so I need to make sure that I'm around so I can, you know, be there for for them as much as I, as much as I can be in a, in a, and be healthy for them. And so her saying that was like, I didn't, I, I didn't know how quote unquote bad it was without, you know, saying that, but I'm so proud of the progress that he has made in yeah. how, where he's, where he's coming from. So, you know, it was great. Good, 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 good. And, you know, kind of what we talked about before, whether you had a conversation with her or not, you've basically told her that this is a, there is a standard that you have for yourself and kind of maybe even a standard that you may have for your family. And she can draw from that and say that, Hey, my, my uncle does this. My uncle did this before. My uncle believes in health and fitness. Maybe I should too. Mm -hmm. And you don't even have to have that conversation. You're just showing through your actions. Right. And people see that and soak that in. So that's good, man. Uh, Another reason for pictures is you see yourself every day. And if you don't, you're not going to see the small, small changes if you see yourself every day. But imagine you starting, and people have done this before, probably somebody can relate to this. They started a weight loss journey and they didn't see somebody for two months. Now, in their head, it's only been two months or maybe it's been six weeks, right? They don't think they've had major changes. But then that person who hasn't seen them in that period of time goes, hey, you look different or hey, you losing weight or what's that? You know, they point it out. And it's because they they basically have the before and after in their head. Right. But you see yourself every single day and it's so gradual that you don't think you're changing as rapidly. So by having the picture, it's going to allow you to uh, almost have the stranger's perspective of seeing your weight loss. Mm-hmm. And we know we talk a lot about weight loss on the show, but even weight muscle development muscle gain if anybody wants to build muscle you have to do the exact same things it's just the the other way around you still should be taking pictures you still should be seeing your weight increase slowly it's going to fluctuate going up right it's the same thing with building muscle but just because so many people uh can relate to weight loss uh you know 42 percent of the population like we talked about uh we we talk about that more so really just understanding the, the importance of pictures please 
don't shy away from them. Uh, not taking pictures is pretty much the equivalent of not getting on the scale. And when you're not taking pictures and not getting on the scale, you're more than likely gaining body fat. Mm -hmm. uh, measurements. Another thing uh, to make sure that you are losing weight in the right places. Uh, you don't want to be on a crash diet to where you're just losing muscle and losing water. And uh, you want to take a look at and say, is my waist dropping? Are my arms getting smaller? Are my, uh, my, you know, my quads, my thighs, whatever you want to say, are these things changing on my neck? Uh, and I have a body scanner and I do that periodically and it gives me my measurements and I can see whether it be my stomach, my neck, I can even if I'm working on building a certain area and my shoulders are getting wider and I'm able to look at those measurements to, to really say, these are the numbers behind what I'm doing. And the numbers don't lie. <laughs> the numbers ain't going to lie to you. Mm -hmm. So do your measurements as well. Uh, you have to be consistent with that. You have to make sure you're measuring in the same place. But if you're going to measure yourself and keep a journal or come see me and get a body scan, whatever it is, you are able to have another way of measuring success without worrying about the scale. Pictures, measurements, performance. You touched mm. on this before. Am Absolutely. I getting stronger? Can I run longer? Um, can I squat? Can I get in better positions? Maybe when I do my stretches, uh, by having less body fat, I can get into some of these positions better. That's the thing. Absolutely. So, so, so if, you're, if you can measure yourself through performance as well, and if you play a sport or you do anything type of uh, cardio, cycling, running, whatever, yeah, measure yourself through that. So if you can do those things and then look for those trends, if, 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 if your pictures are looking better, if your measurements are going in the direction you want, if you're having better performance, then the scale is probably going in the right direction, right? Right. And then the scale doesn't have any power anymore. It's just another way of uh, measuring your success. So don't, if you want to remove power, <laughs> if you want to remove power from the scale, put some other people uh, around, you know, rather than to be a dictatorship of just the scale. Now you have a, a democracy. Yeah. Now you have a democracy because now, multiple voices are giving you an opinion on your weight mm -hmm. and, how, and on your body, I should say. So yeah, uh, get away from just only having the scale. You want to measure yourself. You want to take pictures. Uh, you want to measure performance. So let's wrap this one up. Uh, I think if you can be better educated on understanding your body composition, understanding how water affects your body, understand how sodium affects your body, how understanding glycogen storage can affect your body, your weight will fluctuate somewhat. But when you are comparing your weight, I'll say it again, do not compare day to day. Do not compare day to day. Compare that same day to the same day of last week, that same day to the same day of two weeks ago. Uh, and that is where you'll find your trend. You cannot manipulate your body through exercise and clean eating and just have a linear straight drop, or even if you're building muscle, a linear uh, uptick. It's just not something that can happen. You have to accept that. <laughs> Those are the rules of the game. Right. And when you accept that, then there's less, uh, 
emotions involved. There's less, you know, uh, there's less crying and <laughs> excuses and uh, understanding. So anything you want to add to the scale and understanding body weight? I think the way we kind of wrap this up was perfect. I think understanding that performance is a major factor in this whole fitness journey. If we can perform better, we're getting better. So allow that scale to work slow if it's working slow, but be consistent, keep going, don't give up just because the numbers aren't going down as fast as your mind is telling you it's supposed to be as fast as your workout partner may be losing weight. Uh, don't compare yourself to them either. I think that's another thing we get wrapped up in. Yeah. Right? Well, I've been working out with this person. We've been doing the same thing. Great point. They lost four, two pounds this week. I lost 0.2 pounds this week. This, this, this thing we're doing isn't working for me. That's not the case. There's yeah. other factors involved, perhaps. There's, there's uh, biological factors involved. But just keep working, keep pushing. Can you, can you do more push-ups? Can you do more sit-ups? Are you getting yeah. better? Are, are you as fatigued when you're done doing those exercises? Can you run farther? And that's, that's a measurement in, in and of itself. So focus on the positive things that are coming from your workouts and not simply on the negative things that are coming from your workouts. Exactly. That, your mindset is going to get you further in this game than anything else. Yeah. Yep. Uh, I, I think you brought up two good points. Um, when you said if it's moving slowly, you have to understand what slow is. If you think something is slow, but it's actually it, it's if you think something is slow, but it's the actual pace, it's average pace, then you can be thrown off. Mm -hmm. Again, one to two pounds a week is fast. Right. You know, there's people who've done it faster, but in terms of like, if you lose eight pounds in a month. And the majority of that is body fat. That is great. You're, you're moving in the right direction. So if you think that that's not enough, then you, you need to understand that that is how it works. You're not going to lose uh, 20 pounds of body fat in a month. It just doesn't work that way. Your body doesn't work that way. Um, so really having a realistic expectation of what weight loss is. Uh, and then Ernest, the other thing you said, you can't compare yourself to other people. Um, we, you are your own, you're in your own competition. You're, it's you versus you. Mm -hmm. But the most important part is your body's different than the, the next person you're comparing yourself to. And we see this a lot within relationships. I, say, I, I train couples, uh, I train friends. And for the most part, in the, in the couple situation, whether, you know, marriage or spouses, and a lot of times it's, you know, a woman and a man and they're comparing, they're comparing uh, success or they're comparing progress. On average, the man is much bigger than the woman. So if the man within the month has lost uh, six pounds and the woman has lost three pounds, but he weighs 80 more pounds than her, <laughs> then they're kind of on the same track. Does that make sense? You can't compare yourself to a much bigger person and think that you're going to lose the same amount of, same amount of weight as them. So the same reason a smaller person 
consumes less than the bigger person mm -hmm. would be the same thing. So, uh, you know, to use example, you and your wife, Ernest, you guys don't have the same calorie goal. No. And what happens is weight loss only occurs when what? Pop quiz. <laughs> when you burn more calories than you can. Yeah, you're in a deficit. If you burn more calories than somebody else, right? Let's mm -hmm. just say, Ernest, you being super active, you exercise, let's say you burn 4,000 calories in a day, right? Yep. If, you, if you enter a caloric deficit, and this is why I don't, you know, I got on you so hard about under eating early on, you could, you probably could get around day to day on 2,000 calories, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. you're not you're not gonna feel like you're gonna die you're not gonna feel like you're you're so hungry you can't make it right no, a, two, a two thousand calorie daily deficit is huge and that's why i don't really want you to be that far in it but this is let's just say and some a lot of people do that unintentionally right they just look to eat less that means you have a huge deficit now take let's take a, a smaller woman who the amount of calories they burn in a day, 2,500. If you eat 1,500 calories, you still might be hangry, right. even as a smaller woman. Mm -hmm. So now you get to the point where, you know, we'll see, I'll see these 1,200 calorie diets. I mean, you should not be eating less than 1,200 calories unless there's a, a, a medical reason or, or there's a really specific outlier reason, right? So if you what's what's the difference between 2500 burn and 1500 consume a thousand calories so the smaller you are the smaller your weight loss is going to be because that's the smaller your deficit yeah your be, deficit healthy, right? you can't you can't you can't do 2000 calories in a day deficit because if you could only burn you know depending on how active you get and let's say the woman is burning 2,500 calories. She going to eat 500 to get a 2,000 calorie deficit? Right. No. <laughs> so you can't compare yourself to somebody bigger. A Miata can't compare themselves to a Suburban or something. Mm. You just can't. They're, that's why the gas tanks are different. So really, just run your race if you and, and understand that you're going to get there. Uh, so it's a good point, Ernest, to where it's it's about staying focused within your lane, not really comparing yourself, especially comparing yourself to somebody who has a completely different body type than you. Uh, a lot of times it's not just, uh, I'll hear women say, well, it's not fair. My husband loses more weight because he's a man. Ah, uh, yes and no. Usually what happens is the man has more muscle. And the person who has more muscle is going to usually have the, what, the faster metabolism, which is going to allow for them to burn more fat quickly. So that's why it's really important for women to focus on developing muscle so that they can get that done. So with that being said, uh, the scale is not your enemy. <laughs> the scale is not your leader. It's not your, it's not your, the person, the one all be all. It mm -hmm. should be a part of your, uh, your board of directors. <laughs> and you should be taking pictures and measurements and uh, taking in a, uh, good comments from those around you and really making sure that just the, the scale is just one part, one voice, not the uh, end all be all. Absolutely. We cool. good.
Yes, uh, sir. That's been episode eight, Stronger Inside. Until next time. We out. All right. Thank you for listening to the Stronger Inside podcast. If you're listening on Spotify, follow us. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, then subscribe. Make sure you stay connected with us via social media on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Stronger Inside Podcast. Remember, every like, comment, and share spreads the message of health, fitness, and wellness. 